back to Honest is Hottest. My name is Amanda. And I'm Kristen. And in this episode, we're going to talk why you should not wait until marriage. But it's okay if you do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because actually, we have different experiences in that department, but for very different reasons, which we can talk right. about or don't have to talk about. But, you know, the... It's interesting because I actually have an article pulled up on catholicmatch.com. Oh, God. These are the reasons you should wait, but they also have three reasons not to wait, but they all, they like undo them. So it's like, oh, come on, dude. It's like, mm, uh, you know, you know, religion, you know, y- y'all know religion, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I did not wait until marriage. That's. Uh, I started having sex when I was 15. So that I was not married, if you didn't know. <laughs> you weren't married at 15? No, I wasn't. I <laughs> thought that I was going to marry that guy, though. I was, like, full set that that was, like, the man of my dreams. And, I like, there will be some things that I do bring up in this. That, like, there, sex is a you know, is a big deal. But also I think that we put like a lot of emphasis on it when like, if I have kids, I'm going to be like, yeah, it's a big deal, but also it's not, does it doesn't change anything about you. And it's not the end all be all. And I think that actually there was a lot of, well, I know there was, there's a lot of damage done to me that may have built up this person in my head. Like I truly did love this person. Even at 15, there was no doubt about that. Even my mom recently said something to me about that breakup, like fucking me up. (laughs) And, Mm -hmm. and, but I think some of it was that I lost, you know, or I guess not, we've already done like a, an episode on that, but just for the sake of like talking about things, you know, the way our society does, you know, lost my virginity to him. So that when I lost that, it was like an even greater blow to me because I had been conditioned for so long Mm -hmm. that that was like the greatest gift. And I no longer had that gift to give anybody anymore. Right. Now I know that that's bullshit. But at the time when that I lost that relationship at 17 or whatever, I felt that, you know, I I was never going to get that back. And, you know, I had to tell people that now and like, who gives a fuck? Like guys definitely don't. I mean, I'm sure there are some, but that's a red flag, first of all. But, you know, like now I'm, now that I've been with a few people, like there's, we're going to talk about some benefit of not waiting. And there are some benefits to waiting if that's what you want to do. So, you know. What are your thoughts, like, just generally? I've never been a proponent of waiting till marriage. Like, I was always – I didn't even want to lose my virginity to another virgin. Like, I wanted somebody who was experienced and knew what they were doing, mostly because I've talked about in the past having vaginismus, which is just this fear of sex, which makes it incredibly difficult if – not impossible and incredibly painful to have intercourse. So I always wanted somebody who I thought they knew what they were doing. That's not what ended up for me. I was with another virgin and I didn't wait till marriage, but I waited pretty damn close. And that's just, I feel like sex is part of the thing that you need to feel is right for you before marriage. Like, 
it's like I know that there are some people that don't kiss other people before even being married and that just seems ridiculous kissing and touching like you could kiss someone and be like wow I feel like you're my brother or my sister or like you need to know those things before you're married absolutely like there have been I've had a couple of those kisses with like guy friends that we were like okay, well, we're both single now. Like this could be a thing, right? No, like (laughs) absolutely not. And there's nothing wrong with that, but there was like no, no sexual chemistry there. And I think that that is important too, because you can be with people and not have sexual chemistry with them. Mm -hmm. And if you wait until marriage, you're not stuck in marriage. First of all, I hate that because Divorce is just a more legal breakup. Like, I'm not saying you should take it lightly because you shouldn't. Marriage or divorce. But what I am saying is if you're not happy, there's no shame in divorce. Right, absolutely. Like, but it's it's sad because the people most often who will wait until marriage are the ones who also won't get a divorce. So then you're also stuck with this person that you thought was going to be the one. And now you're feeling like, no, they're not. Shit, now I'm stuck. Right. And it's interesting because what the, I did, we didn't really do a ton of research for this because we just kind of wanted to have a very open conversation, but I do have this one article up by catholicmatch.com, which is so funny to me because they have all of these reasons to wait. And then they have like, but here are the reasons not to wait. And then it's immediately like, nah, you know, like, Mm -hmm. and, and we'll talk about that. But like, There are people that I've been with where I have immediately clicked sexually. And there have been people there was not Mm -hmm. that there. And to be perfectly honest, there's nothing wrong. It's not that you can't have like a long-term relationship or even a marriage with someone that you don't have a lot of sexual chemistry with. But if you have never had any experience... It's hard to even really know what you like and also how to communicate that with your partner. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, like, especially in the realm of religion and shaming religion, you know, you may not even know what you like because you've never experimented with yourself. Right. Or been told that you're allowed to want anything. Those also tend to go down the line of extremely religious people who women wait until marriage men certainly don't really need to they can go and sow their wild oats but you are there purely for him to do his thing so you don't need to have any fun or be loved or happy in that right or if you know they even if both parties are pure let's say for pure we don't believe in that obviously but They don't know what they're doing. You don't know what they're doing. And that's fine. You don't have to know what you're doing. Some of the fun is learning and figuring it out. Mm -hmm. But if you're so uncomfortable, there's a lot of these shame cycles that still exist when you have two partners that have been brought up in this shame cycle of purity culture too. So you're not going to explore each other's bodies if you constantly feel like what you're doing is wrong and dirty. And that doesn't just go away. Like you sign the marriage certificate. A lot of times that those feelings of sex being bad, that doesn't just go away either. Absolutely. And like, 
I've talked before about how my mother never talked to me about sex. And then when I moved out with my now husband, when we first moved out when we were 19 and lived together, we, of course, slept in the same bed. But she made me have two separate bedrooms and two separate beds so that we would not actually sleep in the same room that she thought. So, yes, you just continue those things and it makes sex feel like a bad thing. Which is so weird because, like, what kind of control do you have? First of all, you're making your child pay more for rent for Mm -hmm. what, you know? And also, like, if a couple wants to have two separate bedrooms, we should absolutely normalize that because sometimes you just need a fucking break. But also... Connor and I tend to sleep alone a lot because he snores, so... Right, exactly. There's nothing wrong with that. There's a lot of couples actually that I know that do that. The more that you like ask questions, it's interesting to find out like, uh, yeah, I have a separate bedroom and there's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes you hear like they sleep in separate rooms. It's like, oh my God. But no, it's like, we just need separate space, man. (laughs) But yeah, exactly. Especially because sleep is like, it's sacred, dude. You're keeping me awake. Right, exactly. But seriously, like, why what do you think is going to happen Mm -hmm. sex what is so wrong about that exactly we've gotten to this point in society and i'm not even going to say that this is a purely religious thing it's just a society thing where we don't want to talk about it and it's so hush hush that it's got to be bad and it's you know so taboo and oh my god they're doing it like i remember that in fucking high school of they're having sex like are we all in high school still There was a rumor that went around about me (laughs) in (laughs) high school. So I was in marching band and in band. And if you've ever been in a decently sized band and a really cliquish, like competitive, I guess it doesn't even really need to be competitive, but just was, this was just the nature of the band that I was in, in high school. It's very like communitive. So everyone knew everything about everyone else. And I was dating my, the guy that I was talked about right in the beginning. And yeah, we started having sex. Like I was 15 and he was 16 and I was a freshman. He was a junior. And it was when we first got together, it was kind of a big deal because he, everyone fucking wanted him. And he, was kind of dating around he was a hot commodity and then this freshman comes in and now he's dating this random fucking freshman like it was a big deal and a lot of people didn't like that my sophomore year when i i had i developed a heart problem and a regular heartbeat and they had to figure out what was going on i'm sure you can figure out where this is going and i'm pretty sure you know this story But people did not like me. I had a lot of friends and I was actually like, I loved my band community, but there were some people that just did not fucking like me because the people that he dated were also in band before me. So, you know, there was a drama. (laughs) And so I had to get an ultrasound of my heart. (laughs) Oh, ultrasound? Yes. (laughs) All they heard was ultrasound. She's totally preggers. Then I was pregnant. And so then everyone was like waiting, you know, for me to like show or like tell everyone or like have to go to like alternative school or whatever. And I was like, you fucking bitches. (laughs) No, I got an ultrasound of my heart because we can't figure out why it's throwing irregular heartbeats. 
you fucking bitch. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) and it was so, like you were saying, it was so taboo, even though there were so many people doing it, it was just Mm -hmm. like, why, why can't we talk about this? And I'm sure a lot of it was their parents, Mm -hmm. my parents Mm -hmm. too, like, don't don't want to talk about it or if we do talk about it it has to be within this very specific box that we have been allowed per our faith right and parents are also shamed based on what their children are doing so which is bullshit and they need uh, to yeah that's so ridiculous take accountability for that themselves but like you know had i had sex and like the other parents caught wind of that they were going to judge my parents and so we can't have that you know but like fucking judge me as a parent fucking bring it i'm ready (laughs) yeah like exactly if i had kids or whatever i'm gonna be like that gentle parenting style where we talk about our feelings and i don't even care if my kids cuss like fuck it Mm -hmm. like they're gonna be if they're not happy it's not gonna be my fault most of the time like it, I'm going to be the most supportive parent that I can. They can do whatever they want. And we're going to start talking about sex early because they need to know, first of all, things that are wrong when they shouldn't be touched so that they can tell mm-hmm. me. And also hormones, they be happening pretty early and yeah. a lot like parents forget how early those thoughts start happening. Even when kids don't realize what's happening. Mm-hmm. But it just, dude, I remember starting to masturbate at like eight or nine. I just, I don't, I don't remember. All I remember is the pool story. And I'm pretty sure I already said that on this podcast. And I'm not Mm going to repeat it again. So, (laughs) because that's awkward for me. But like, do you remember how old you were when that happened? Yeah, probably about nine. Yeah, exactly. So like when you're talking to your 15, 16, 17 year olds in high school, it's way too fucking late. Even like 12, mm-hmm. too late. Yep. I, 11, like my friend and I were ha- making our Barbies and Bratz dolls, like do it. Same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, honestly, in elementary school. And so to think that we need to cleanse these thoughts and these actions and expect to wait until marriage. And this is coming from somebody that didn't wait until marriage and someone that did. So like two different experiences here. So we're not shaming anyone, but it's like, that is so toxic. Also, you're just coming up with different toxic behaviors. Like, yes. (sighs) Once you shame it like this, then you're putting other things like this is what's causing porn addiction and things like that in the closet because people are ashamed of it. So they do it by themselves. Yeah, exactly. And there's so many, I honestly, one of the things on this list, it's actually number two on, on catholicmatch.com. Three reasons not to wait until marriage in parentheses that you should ignore. And it's like, you could have had a good, yeah. Number two is living with someone is good practice for marriage. I agree with that. Absolutely. 1000% agree with that. I advise people like, like you don't have to take my advice at all, but I would advise people to wait like a year and just live with together 
because you go through all the seasons and you see what type of person they are in the fucking winter when you're stuck out in the snow like you really get to see that person exactly like there are so many things that personality wise can just be so exhausting Mm -hmm. about someone and that's okay but you can know if that's not going to work I was with someone for six years and still broke it off right exactly like (laughs) it just sometimes doesn't work and that's okay but like I just we just couldn't couldn't make it work like and that was actually someone I had pretty good sexual chemistry with. And it's just like, first of all, it's not the only thing, but mm-hmm. we could never live together. I just could not live like they would live, you know? Right. And this says, this is where modern ideas of sexual intercourse and intimacy lose out to tradition and church teaching. Research has consistently shown for decades that cohabitation leads to higher divorce rate. And who wants that? And Show me the research, first of all. You always throw in and research shows, is it your research? Is it peer-reviewed research? What's the subject group? How big is your study group? How long was the study for? Right. Especially, is it, yeah, is it religious people that waited till marriage to start having sex? And then, you know, they just jumped into this cohabitation together and now they hate each other? Right. And it says another similar argument for living together is many people believe that they need to move in together first in order to determine their compatibility. However, there are plenty of ways to discover whether or not you make a good couple without shacking up together first. And then it doesn't list any shacking up together. Oh my God. A boomer wrote this. Definitely. Yeah. And then it, but it doesn't like, yeah, then then what are they? Is it your science? Because this is catholicmatch.com. Let's use our algorithm. That's the way to do it. No. Yeah. And then there's like an FAQ and it says, is it okay if we live together, but I still wait for marriage? Living together before marriage is not a good idea, even if you aren't religious. There are a number of psychological reasons not to move in together as well as religious reasons. What are they? Right. You're not listing like, yeah. Come on. Here's a study that they listed. Institute for Family Studies. Uh, I wonder what kind of organization that is. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. It could be totally, totally, totally non-biased. But even if there are benefits to waiting for to delay sex until marriage, there are an abundance of benefits not to. Another Mm -hmm. one, sexuality. Yes. What if you find out that, oh, my God, I'm actually gay? That happens. Or asexual also. Yes. It's very important also to find out your sexual compatibility, not just can you figure out my body, but what if your partner has a very high libido and you have a very low libido? That does not always work. Sometimes you can't find compromises for those things. What if you find out you're asexual Mm -hmm. and your partner is very not? Those things they don't gel like your partner deserves somebody to have sex with and you deserve to not be bothered by someone that is sexual if you are asexual you know correct like those are huge things like and if you've never experimented with anything if you've never explored that other side of yourself that is just setting yourself up for some major 
emotional issues and depression and Mm -hmm. like how do you know like if you've never let's say you're you know a cis woman and you are interested in women and you've never explored that side of yourself how how happy are you going to be if you always have that question in the back of your mind or if you just figure it out that you don't like sex with men Mm -hmm. that's another huge component to like again if you've never had sex before how do you know if you even like sex right because sometimes I can tell you like I just maybe it's my antidepressants but like my husband's sex drive and my sex drive they do not match Mm -hmm. and that's sometimes really difficult to compromise on because my husband doesn't want to pressure me Mm -hmm. I don't fucking want to have sex and there's a really fine line there between not coercing your partner because don't fucking do that shit that's fucked up and the other person feeling really guilty and sometimes that's I'm gonna just be perfectly honest like sometimes we struggle with that and I think part of it is because I'm on some antidepressants I'm on two different drugs and those really do suppress your desire because I've been like a pretty hypersexual person before but also I think when you get older and you get married Mm -hmm. like it's a very common thing for that to change and everyone knows that they say guys want it more and I think there is some truth to that because I'm gonna be a little crude here there's a difference between fucking and getting fucked sometimes Mm -hmm. (laughs) and like but you have to figure out how to also communicate that. And also when it's drenched in religion, there's an expectation there. Absolutely. You are expected to be there for your partner. And as for the men have a higher sex drive, like that's not necessarily true. I am a much more sexual person than Connor is. He has always been more of the asexual side. So it happens for everybody. Absolutely. It happens. Like, It's just hard to communicate sometimes when Mm -hmm. you don't, like, if you've never had any experience, how are you going to get through that? Yeah. And it's like, I'll be completely honest. It's very difficult for me sometimes because I don't want to pressure him, but then there are times that I don't want to do it and he, and he hasn't wanted to for a while, but now he seems like he wants to have sex. So then I feel like I'm guilted into doing it. Right. And you should never feel like that. Like, you know or coerced or anything not that he coerces you but like right you know like you feel like you're a partner and you need to be there for your partner so sometimes you just and it's like I have fun once I'm doing it but it's like I just don't want to there's actually a term for that and I forgot what it was called it's like delayed couldn't be like delayed arousal or something where like you never feel like doing it but you have to like get there it's like you Mm -hmm. have to are you in the mood to be in the mood like right kind of how it works yeah I mean, totally sharing, like, this is what was going to happen on this show with you guys. Literally this morning, he was wanting to do stuff. And I was just like, I really need to get up and clean the house. And this is going to take like an hour out of my day. And oh, God, then I'm going to have to like move around. And like, I just don't want to deal with it. I would have had fun in the moment. But yeah, it's hard. Again, like, it's there's a difference between fucking someone and getting fucked, I think, right. too. Like, you know, like, I have to be in the mood to get fucking poked. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, Right. Exactly. Yeah. But it's, you know, when you know those things about yourself and your partner, you're not always going to be walking on eggshells. Like, oh, I can't say no. I can't do this. I can't do that. And there's... 
a lot of benefit to knowing yourself sexually as well. Mm -hmm. So like another thing this says is, you know, waiting for marriage is a bad idea because you don't know how good someone is in bed if you don't have sex with them. And then their rebuttal is, while of course this is a very common rationale for testing the waters before marriage, the church and modern research consistently show that this is not reality. Those who wait for marriage report higher satisfaction in the bedroom, not less. If you're looking for someone to marry simply based on their performance in bed, it's definitely time to reevaluate what you were looking for in a relationship. I don't think that anyone is arguing that their only stipulation for a partner is sexual performance. No, but also let me bring up, like we already talked about sexual desires and stuff. What about fucking kinks? Like, yes. What if you're with a man who is completely Christian and will only do you missionary, but you like it dirty and doggy? Like, I'm sorry, I would still like that and needs to happen occasionally. There's, and even that's considered vanilla, you know, like, Mm -hmm. That's just a position. There are people right. into BDSM and all sorts of, you know, dom kinks and sub kinks and yes. all sorts of stuff. Or the opposite. What if they're into like peeing on people? No judgment, but you're not. And right. then you're stuck. It's like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. no. Exactly. So, you know, also that. And how, again, do and I'm not saying that you can't wait until marriage and figure this out together and have fun. Again, I'm not saying that. However, you don't know. You could be a total closeted freak and then have a completely vanilla partner. And that's yeah. really difficult to make work. And I'm not saying it leads to infidelity, but I'm saying it's but hard. It could yeah, it's hard easily. to not wonder what's out there and what you're missing and it just i think leads to overall dissatisfaction and if the church's mission is a low divorce rate it's really kind of the antithesis of that mission but i don't know though if they would rather have a low divorce rate or a low sex before marriage rate because it seems like right. they want both of those things so i think they want no sex before marriage and unhappy marriages right exactly mostly. and then their third one is it's too difficult to wait God understands and forgives. And then the first sentence is, this is to presume on God's mercy. The sin of presumption teaches us a sin against hope and can be a result of pride. Yes, God does forgive, but he also empowers us to live in virtue. We are never without hope. Holiness is not one of ours to reach. However, this doesn't give us the green light to sit all we want and then expect to go to heaven one day. God's mercy doesn't enable us to live our lives as if it were a free-for-all. We need to make the choice to do the best we can and live holy and virtuous lives. But waiting to have sex until you are married is difficult. Of course it is. Nobody is claiming that it's easy. The poet Rilke Rilke, writes, to love is good to love being difficult. For one human being to love another, that is perhaps the most difficult of all our tasks, the ultimate, the last test and proof, the work of which all work. Don't, I'm sorry, I can't even finish that. Don't give me a fucking poem. One way we express true love for another is by waiting for each other. No. I mean, sure, if that's something you want to do, but like, no. Yeah, also the sin of pride and presumption turn that mirror back on yourself it's literally what you just you just wrote you just presumed all of this fucking shit that's interesting because this is a catholic article i've never heard of the pride of presumption or the the sin of presumption yeah me either and uh catholic wow 
And like when it when the Bible says you abstain from fornication, like who wrote that? You know? Like Well, it was God to King James, Amanda. But but like did King James have to wait or did the women have to wait, you know? Oh, I guarantee you King James didn't wait for nobody. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And the 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 verse they're getting all this says for surely I know the plans I have for you says the Lord plans for your welfare and not for harm to give you a future with hope. And hope does not disappoint us because God's love has been poured into your into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us all. So let us not grow weary in doing what is right, for we will reap at harvest time if we do not give up. And then in Thessalonians, it says, for this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you abstain from fornication. I'm pr- I'm sure like I don't know this for a fact. I, there's got to be a like fornication. That word had to have changed a couple times you know mm-hmm. like i can't first of all you cannot tell me that in ancient times they weren't fucking all the time well you can actually this is just history stuff sorry i'm a nerd you can actually look at the root of a word and basically how long it is will tell you kind of generally how old it is so like mom dad them being so short tells you that those were basically that was the word period for mom and dad like it didn't change fornication being so long that definitely didn't come out until a while into humanity so i googled it (laughs) it was initially used to signify spiritual prostitution and heathen worship so tell me spiritual prostitution signify idolor idolatry or spiritual prostitution and heathen worship. So like it became a euphemism for brothels at some point in mm-hmm. ancient Rome. But like how many times has that changed? Because it was idolatry. And then Right. I mean, look at the word fag for a second. Like that literally started out as a hard to carry stack of sticks. Right. And it's still a cigarette in the UK. Yeah, like words change all the time. So just like gay wasn't gay, it was... Happy! Yeah, and then in the Bible it wasn't in it until the 40s, you know, like... Right. It was pedophilia, you idiots. Which we can all get behind. Yeah, obviously all the rich white old people cannot because it's way too much fun to fuck little kids dude the fucking what are they called bishops and shit bishops cardinals all them people Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and where does that come from (laughs) not letting priests get married wrap that shit all the way back around yeah, let priests get married. Maybe if priests... Priests used to be allowed to get married, by the way. That all happened because popes were too afraid of priests' children finding a way to become pope. So they shut that shit down and made made it so that priests who were married had to dissolve those marriages. They weren't allowed to get married anymore. And then it left these people who are gay, who have been 
you know, generationally molested by other priests. Now they're molesting little kids because that's how those patterns work. It left this problem. And also, when we teach sex from a biblical standpoint, we've talked about this before, it really tarnishes what sex actually is. Mm -hmm. It's literally just biology, people. Like, Mm -hmm. get over yourself. And there's this other blog where this it's this mommy blog, which if we can just wipe those from the face of the planet. This is mom remade if y'all want to go take this down. (laughs) But this is 15 life-altering reasons your teen needs to know to wait until marriage. So judgy. Toxic. But you didn't. Yeah. My fucking undisclosed parental figure in my life, which I probably already named on this, but we're going to just try to be better about that, lied to me. And I called this person out when I was like 14 years old. And I was like, you're telling me that you waited until you were married. And then they were like, I mean, engaged. And I was like, bullshit. You Mm -hmm. did not. Don't. And it's like one of those like, do as I say, not as I do. Yep. Excuse me. So fucking judgmental. Then have an honest conversation with me about it. Exactly. Have an honest conversation of this is why I wish I had waited. Now, if you decide not to, that's totally fine. But here are my points on why I wish I had. And if it's God, it's stupid. (laughs) Sorry. Right. Even if it is, give your child the option to go, okay, well, that doesn't mean anything to me. Like, that's, I don't care. That was your thing. Like, this, okay, so let's, we can talk about this blog a little bit, but like, it's talking about the first point is flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but the sexual immoral person sins against his own body. So basically they're using the Bible as a weapon, which they do best. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own. I fucking hate this verse. You are not your own for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. No, this is my goddamn body. If God wanted it so badly, he shouldn't, he should have kept it for himself. Because first of all, you have what, 80 years on this planet, Mm -hmm. give or take. Mm -hmm. And you want me to be pristine, untouched, clean, pure, no fun, no sex, no tattoos, no piercings, which that's a personal choice. I get that. But come on. You're not allowed to enjoy food or anything. Yeah. You're just. What is the point? To go to the afterlife and still not have fun there. Like, I, I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You spend all your time shaming other people and being stuck up and worshiping God here to go to eternity to worship him there. Mm-hmm. That's that's narcissism, y'all. Uh-uh. I ain't doing it. I'll fucking whatever. I will accept whatever consequence that I get, which is going to probably be nothing if we're being Mm -hmm. perfectly honest. No, I'm going to have sex. I'm going to have sex before marriage, which I already did. And if I get divorced or God forbid, like that's not the plan. I'm going to have sex after and I probably won't get married again. I'm going to have lots of sex though. (laughs) Fuck it. My body is my temple. Mine. 
mm-hmm. and I'm going to put weird ass tattoos on it <laughs> and poke weird holes in it and let people inside it as I see fit. <laughs> so exactly. like, no, who wrote that? I need, <laughs> I need accountability and it wasn't God. Okay. Right. That wasn't even her first point. She, that was just the first Bible verse she brought up. I just oh. was very upset. <laughs> <laughs> well, what are the other points? Children are learning that sex doesn't have consequences. It, if it feels right and you are old enough, then experiment. Kids are um, told nothing bad is going to happen. It always works out in movies, TV, and social media. In fact, it is glamorized. That's because you're not talking to your fucking children. Yeah. Like, that's part of it. Tell your kids that it's fine to have sex, but be safe. Yep. After Fuck the TV or movie is turned off and the computer is shut down, the harsh reality is hitting our teens and young adults. And the reality is tragic. The fact shows that premarital sex is harm- harmful, if not destroying our kids. Many of you think this won't happen to your child someday. Yet these statistics show differently. It's time to start telling your kids to wait until marriage. Okay. Here are the stats that this mommy blog is giving us. 50% of all pregnancies in the U.S. are unplanned. Eight out of 10 teen pregnancies are unplanned. 54- We're going to talk about this in a minute. I'm going to get through it. And then we'll get there. 43% of all unplanned pregnancies will end in abortion. 60 million abortions in 73. 18% failure rate of condoms. 9% failure rate of the pill. Okay, I'm pretty sure they're 98% effective, but okay. 25% yeah, of Americans have an incurable STD. 85% of Americans have herpes and don't know it. 43% of teens did not use a condom the last time they had sex. CDC. 41% of teens admitting to having sexual intercourse. CDC. Yeah, I mean, fair. 21% of teens use drugs or alcohol before the last sexual intercourse. Okay. One in four girls will be pregnant at least once before the age of 20. Are there any rape statistics there either? You want to tell us that? Correct. One in four teens will contract an STD every year. $16,000, the cost to taxpayers for every teen birth. Shut the fuck up. About 750,000 teens get pregnant each year. The U.S. has the highest teen pregnancy rate and abortions in the world. Do you want to know why? Because we teach abstinence-only fucking sexual education. Yep. That's literally the answer to all of these 15 stupid fucking statistics. You just, I'm not saying these statistics are stupid, but like you are trying to be like, boom. No, like the reason yeah. for all of these things is because we don't actually teach sexual education. We say, wait until marriage, abstinence only, don't have sex or else you're going to die. Like, yeah, because you don't want to talk to your fucking kids about this shit. Good job. Yeah. This is another reason why the kids are not going to wait until marriage. They're just not. I didn't. And I was brought up in a religious household that took me to a, I've talked about this before, a purity fucking weekend retreat talking about where we had to pledge our purity to God, which is so manipulative and fucked up. Got Mm -hmm. a true love weights ring for it. And you know how long it took me to have sex? Like six months. (laughs) Let's see. August, September, October, November, December, January. Yeah, six months. I was doing it in some Ford Focus in the back of the car. Okay. <laughs> quick, quick and dirty. Like, and before that, we were doing other stuff. Right. Like, I think I had already done other sexual things. I had had oral sex, like, and done other things before that. Or at least I went to that purity camp and then I was like, oral sex is okay, right? Like, right. We're going to make excuses to not wait until marriage. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. These stats should give you pause. Something is not right here. 
where have we gone wrong as a society? What the world offers is not working. What you offer is not working. Let's be real here. Karen. Mm-hmm. I don't know what her name is, but now it's Karen. <laughs> the only way to break this cycle of lies is with biblical truth. Wrong. That is where you are literally going wrong. Here are 15 truths why you should teach your kids to wait until marriage. Oddly enough, they all go back to biblical principles. Maybe God knows what he's doing. God, (laughs) I know that I won't be around for them all to figure out when they die. (laughs) That one, they were either bad people, so God doesn't want them. Or two, there's no God. So I'm just really excited for that for them. Or maybe it's not your God. Like It's raw. (laughs) Yeah, who says you're fucking right? You're basically newest religion on one of the newest religions on this fucking planet sure sure you're you're the correct one gosh i know and like i know it's probably like as far as extremism goes i know there's extremism in everything and like i know that there are like still countries where being gay is literally punishable by death and we're not that bad but i guarantee you if we said hey we're gonna put gay people to death there would be a huge population in this country that would be like yay because Correct. of Christianity. Have, have you seen either of the Borat movies? I saw the first one years ago. Okay. You should watch the second one. It's really fucking good. And there's even a point in it where he's talking to some fucking redneck dude at a goddamn rodeo. And he makes a comment about how in my, my country, we uh, hang gays. And the guy goes, that's where we're trying to get here. There was recently a, if anybody listens to Jimmy Snow or watches Jimmy Snow on YouTube or Dear Mr. A- Dear Mr. Atheist, like a month or two ago, he did a, a piece or an expose on this bar in Wyoming. And if you don't know, over 20 years ago in Wyoming, there was the Matthew Shepard case. If anybody knows about Matthew Shepard. Do you know the Matthew Shepard story? I do not. Okay. So I'll talk about just very briefly. Matthew Shepard was a gay student at the University of Wyoming who was beaten, tortured, and in Laramie and left to die. It was really horrible, like just out in the middle of nowhere because he was gay. Mm -hmm. And... There was a shirt that they were selling. I think it was called Eagle Nest Bar in Wyoming. Currently, like, I think they just took it down because it went viral. But as of this year, like a couple months ago, they were selling a shirt that said, Wyoming, we have a cure for AIDS. And it was a man holding a gun to, like, the camera of the shirt, basically saying that we shoot gays around here. Wow. Yeah. And then on the bottom of the shirt, it said, we shoot fucking F-words. Slur for gay people. That's we literally... shoot a bundle of sticks? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Fucking ones. Hmm. Yeah. They were selling that this year. That's so fucked up. And it was on Travel Wyoming's tourist site as a tourist spot. I mean, at least you know the people that are going to fucking Wyoming, which is no one. There's nothing there. The governor got involved and we basically like there was a whole 
call for him to put in like anti-hate crime and like, you know, these all sorts of laws that even like ultra conservative states have. And he ignored it. So, but they stopped selling the shirt and they took them off the tourist page of uh, visit Wyoming or whatever. Wow. Yeah. So here are 15 truths as to why you should teach your kids to wait until marriage. One, no fear of pregnancy when you wait until marriage. I am currently married in fear of pregnancy, so that is a lie. <laughs> no fear of sexual diseases or AIDS, unless your partner cheats. Correct. No emotional heartbreak or rage over a betrayal. I mean, emotional heartbreak can happen. I know that she means just around sex, but. Unless your partner cheats, like back to that one again. No abortions. I'm sorry, but if I get pregnant right now. I'm married. Um, number five, no fear of getting caught, sneaking, or guilt. You know, if your kid is doing this, you have done something wrong. If your mm-hmm. kid is sneaking around, getting caught sneaking around, or feels guilty because they can't talk to you, that's on you as a parent, baby. Mm-hmm. No All of re- this is on the parents. Oh, yeah. No regrets or depression over past mistakes. I wonder what kind of culture would make them feel depressed over having sex, which is not a mistake. Right. You did that. Number seven is really going to piss you off. You ready? No. No corruption of character. What? No corruption of character. So because you had sex before marriage, you're lesser of a person. I mean, I I am. Like, I know that. I'm, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Their character is clean. They're tarnished. They're chewed gum. They're wilted flowers. Like, pick a fucking analogy, you know? Number eight, ensures the future of the unborn child to have a father at home someday. Oh, my God. Really? Because my parents were married and I didn't have a father growing up. Yeah, if the relationship's not healthy, it doesn't fucking matter. Correct. Less stress on the family. That's How your job. That less stress on the family. I'm assuming because they don't have to worry about their teenager having sex, but like that's your responsibility. And if your teenager is having sex, you're supposed to say, let's just make sure you're safe. Period. Yeah. End of discussion. And, and other than that, it's none of your fucking business. No risk of a botched abortion or sterilization. Just so terrified of that abortion word. No kidding. No fear of raising a child as a young or as a teen or young adult. Look, I'm not saying it would be fun to be a teen mom, but I am saying I know a few of them and they have done wonderfully. And I know that's not always the outcome, but I'm very proud of those t- moms that I knew as teenagers. Mm hmm. They have kids in kindergarten now. They have kids in third grade now. They're doing really fucking well. And there's no shame in that. There might have been. You know why? They felt ashamed because of their parents and their communities. Right. No financial stress for birth control, abortion, or raising a child. Birth control's free. (laughs) (laughs) No financial stress for birth control. Also, birth control is for more than just not having a baby. Like, no. Taking the pill helps with cramp symptoms, a lot of things. The next one's also about abortion. Oh my God. 
she's just like making you know those essays that you have to like Fluff. make up sentences for yeah no post-abortion trauma or nightmares you know why those people have no 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 <laughs> i'm not saying that this is the only reason those people have those trauma and nightmares but a lot of it is because you motherfuckers picketing outside the goddamn place no risk of children popping up years later what the fuck <laughs> oh my god and That's number so fucked up. 15 is possibly the worst on the list oh my god <sighs> Um, before I even say this one, it is very indicative of male privilege oh, and God. the the white Christian male society that holds them up into places of power. No risk of misunderstandings or rape charges. Wow. <laughs> Maybe stop saying boys will be boys. Maybe teach your young men and your boys also about consent. And there are literally children's books, like or like four or five-year-old books about consent. They don't word it as like sex, but they word it as like bodily autonomy. Like if you don't want to hug grandma, then you don't fucking have to in a way that a child can understand it to, to make them maintain bodily autonomy and also teach them consent. It's not hard figure it out well is waiting until marriage worth it if you ask people who have waited until marriage versus people who have not waited until marriage you will find those that had sex before marriage had regrets okay let's ask somebody who had sex before marriage should i have regrets no 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 mm -mm. okay now let's ask somebody who basically waited till marriage do i have regrets yes i wish i had done it sooner to I be wish fair, I hadn't wasted a lot of time. You were battling something that most of us don't have to deal with. Abs absolutely. Absolutely. But I think that there are times in your life to have fun. And you were, we were literally built to have kids and babies at around 15 years old. Like that's how we evolved. So I missed out on a lot of that fun time. Yeah. And like, I feel. I feel sorry for you. Like, was it scary having sex as a teenager? No, <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't have that. Like, did, was that? Did I have a few pregnancy scares? Yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. Yes, I did. But it was because I was a fucking idiot. Like, I wasn't comfortable talking to my mom about birth control because I knew how she felt about me having sex. I wasn't comfortable going and buying condoms because of the shame factor of just going into Walmart. Like we eventually did it. You know, we would do that. We didn't, we wanted to be safe as much as possible, but man, like it was some of the most exhilarating times of my life. It was like, you know, obviously when you're an adult, you know, you can have more freedom with sex, but there's nothing quite like, you know, the sneaky, like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, uh, so yeah, like it was a lot of fun and you're kind of figuring things out and it's fun figuring your body out with someone you trust. And I, I know that there are risks of having sex young. I'm not even going to say before marriage. I'm just going to say as a teenager because teenagers can be scary. Like if you're not with someone you trust and somebody that you know has your best interest at heart, 
You can be hurt easily. You can be taken advantage of easily. I was lucky that I was with someone who truly loved me and cared about me and wanted me to be comfortable, you know, and Mm -hmm. I was very fortunate. And I think that most kids are smart enough to also know that, yes, I want to have sex with somebody that I deeply care about, or I just want to have sex. And that's totally fine too. Mm -hmm. Just make sure you do it with a safe person, I think would be the conversation I would have with my kids, you know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Like, I don't, you don't have to be in love with every single person you have sex with. I certainly wasn't. However, like, just make sure you're with people you trust. Yeah, but that also comes down to the talking to your kids and treating your kids like they are people instead of things you own. Because I guarantee you that girl with daddy issues wouldn't have, wouldn't go out with that piece of shit person who's just going to F her and leave her if you talked to her more and brought her into your life more as an adult person. Right. And I think that we forget as we get older and the age gap grows bigger and bigger between us and children, how much they truly cognitively understand. Yeah. And what it was like for us when we were kids and how much we really could talk about and talked about with our friends. I'm guilty of that sometimes too. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I'm like, I don't know how to talk to kids, <laughs> but right. when I think about myself at these ages, I'm like, oh, I was doing this and this and this and this. And you kind of have to put yourself back in those places as best you can. Right. You know, if I had a, like, like if I could talk to myself at, you know, 14, I would say they're going to tell you all of this is wrong. It's not wrong. But what you need to remember is that you don't want a child. You don't want to be sick. You don't want these things. Everything you're doing is totally natural and okay. You just need to make sure that you're safe and you're with safe people, period. Absolutely. Yep. Like, and that's fine. And also like, this wasn't a conversation that needed to be had in my house, but like for my own children, safe people. And you can also talk to me about it anytime with no judgment and no shame because I mm-hmm. want to make sure you can come to an actual adult you trust with questions because that's so important. Absolutely. I can't imagine how terrifying it is for kids that do end up with an STD and they can't tell their parents and they just have to go to Planned Parenthood alone. Like, no, please tell me if something happened. I'll be there for you. Let's go to the fucking doctor, get some antibiotics, right. you know. And I'm not going to judge you. I'm going to be scared for you. Or with you, probably. But I'm not going to judge you. Yeah. It's like, let's clear this up. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, and also, who have you been with? Like, we need to figure it out with them. But also, I'm scared for that kid, too, because how are their parents going to react? Are they going to get treatment? Exactly. Like, that's scary for them, too. I have yet to find someone who waited until marriage that had regrets. Not one. Ever. Okay. Can we take over this comment section, or... I wish we had a bigger audience because I would sick him on this blog. <laughs> God in his mercy forgives if we don't wait, but why not do something better? Let's be honest and give the truth, the whole truth about God's plan for sexuality. Frankly, sex outside of marriage is more than our kids were ever meant to handle. That's why God says to wait, not because he is boring or mean. It's for our protection mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally. Sex was meant for a couple who has permanently bonded for life under a binding contract of marriage. Let me tell you, it is worth the wait. 
Oh yeah, that's definitely what evolution had in mind when we were just monkeys. Definitely wait for marriage. That's not even something that existed for most of our being human beings. And then like the comments, that's like the end of the article, but it's like, this is how I raised my son and daughter. My daughter actually became a missionary and didn't date at all until she met someone from yeah, her church. That sounds about right. Mormon. Yep. This is a beauty of an article. No. No. And there is not one person disagreeing. It never is. Those people just talk to each other. It's echo chambers. Yeah. It's kind of like when we talked about the transformed wife. You yeah. know. It's, it's really unfortunate. Like these kids that they're being brought up in this will struggle to find a healthy relationship. And we've talked about this before. Like there are so many that don't claw their way out and don't start deconstructing. They just end up staying in it, you know? Absolutely. We talked about another couple when we talked about transform wife, just very quickly named Paul and Morgan on their YouTube channel. And I fully believe, and this is not me putting her down for any reason, but I fully believe that Morgan is a lesbian because she has made a couple comments about how, and even her husband has made comments about how she never really talks about guys being cute, but she made a comment about another girl going, oh, I think she's super cute. And she talks about being incredibly depressed while she was married and trying to get over that. And I'm not saying, I don't know anything about her life. I do not. So I'm not trying to judge that way. But I wouldn't doubt, like, if you are hiding something like potentially lesbianism, gayism, like, if you're hiding those things, you're going to be depressed about it. I mean, or even if, like, her identity has been stolen from her a little bit and merged yeah. with whatever this facade is. Right. You're not yourself. Whether that's lesbian, maybe she's bisexual, or right. even just lost in the sauce, you know? Yeah. Because it truly is. Like, there's such many, there's cult-like mentalities in all this, too. And Absolutely. We have got to stop demonizing abortion, man. I know that it's not going to stop. But mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with that either. And I will fight that until... Dude, we already have too many people on this fucking planet. Right. And like I said, I don't have any regrets about having sex until marriage. I think that it made me know what I like better and figure out, you know, my sexual chemistry, my sexual drives. You know, I did have, you know, a few attachment things, but that was because that was not because of sex it was because I was told it was only supposed to be this one thing and I gave Mm -hmm. it to someone and I was never going to get it back and blah 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 could I reframe my mind and go back at 16 and or 14 or 15 or whatever and change that and go into it and just be like yes I love this person we're going to have sex and it's going to be fun probably would not have been that big of a deal you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like it had to be this whole ceremonial thing of me like taking off my true love weights ring and giving it to him and blah, blah, blah. And like, fuck. Mm-hmm. Nobody, like, why would God give you pleasure at nine years old and be like, up, 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 up? 
you got to wait 20 years. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or, or whatever. Right. The same reason why he buried dinosaur bones for us. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. But that's another episode. Yeah, right. So next time we're talking about dinosaurs and paleontology. <laughs> right. Thank you guys evolution. so Yeah, evolution. No. Creationism. No. Yes. We were created to have sex. <laughs> exactly. But, but, but you go to hell if you do. <gasps> yeah don't do that caveat <laughs> <laughs> it's cruel design that's what that is everyone it's intelligent design mm, i don't know about that i think it's pretty cruel especially when like, you come out with cancer and some shit mm-hmm. yeah chromosome disorders fucking i there no you cannot tell me that that's intelligent design because he'd be fucking up a lot <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, right. Some people come out and they don't have like bones and shit. What did he do? Go to like get drunk or something. (laughs) Right. Anyways. Thanks for hanging out. (laughs) You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at oddest is hottest. Twitter is oddest hottest. And you can email us at oddestishottest at gmail.com if you have any topics you would like us to tackle. We're always down to hear from you and see what you think. And until next time, we... Oh, shit. (laughs) Bye. Bye.